You're tracking a blue chip art collection. So why are you using cheap art collection database software? Artbase is the leading luxury collection management software platform in the world. Totally secure, full featured, customizable, and most importantly, easy to use on computers, iPads, and iPhones. Artbase comes with plenty of training and support to get you going and keep you efficient. Unlike most collection management systems, with Artbase, only you have access to your information on your computers. So visit Artbase.com today to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're joined by Anders Peterson, founder and managing director of Art Tactic. We're going to talk about Art Tactic's art forecaster game, in particular the Grand Slam May competition, which consists of predicting the prices of selected impressionist, modern, post-war, and contemporary artworks upcoming at auction at Christie's, Sotheby's, Phillips, and Bonhams. If you haven't yet signed up to play, you can do so now at artforecaster.com. You still have a few days before the sales begin. This maze competition has some incredible prizes, including a Brian Calvin limited edition signed print, a personalized signed copy of economist and author Don Thompson's brand new book on the art market, The Orange Balloon Dog, and an art tactic artist report. We've recently completed analysis of the markets of Rudolf Stingel, Damien Hurst, Christopher Wool, Mark Rochon, and others. Also, we'll take a look with Anders at how our forecasters foresee some of the major artworks coming up for auction. Anders, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Adam. First, for those of our listeners who are new to Art Forecaster, can you share with us a brief introduction to the game? Yeah, I mean, the game has now been uh, running uh, exactly four years. We um, started it in uh, 2013, in June. Um, and the origin of the game was uh, basically as a sort of an ed- educational um, uh, gamification of, of learning, I guess. It was uh, trying to uh, get students more excited about understanding um, value and really how value changed in terms of the context and how it changed from location uh, from one segment to the other. So um, uh, over the years, I guess it has evolved from a, being a student um, project to become more of a, a, a sort of general art market uh, activity. And I guess the composition of the players has changed uh, significantly in the last two years, where we have more and more players from uh, from the art market itself. So this is more the professionals who are using the the game to, um, I guess, predict, compete, but also to use it as a way of uh, getting access to intelligence, which is which is quite unique. Um, uh, and obviously, these are linked to forecasts uh, of specific lots ahead of auction. So it's. Um, it's an it's a it's a type of analytics that not only uh, you know lots of it's actually based on you know typically the historic data but it is actually forward looking data and um, so we, we, it's interesting it's it's um, it, it's a game that as I said has evolved from a, being an educational game to becoming uh, and, and kind of crowdsourcing uh, tool or intelligence tool for for the art market. And one of the great things about Art Forecaster is that after you sign up and play and submit your predictions, you're then able to see the cumulative forecasts of all of the players for any artwork up for auction. So we wanted to ask you to pick some of the most interesting artworks in the Art Forecaster May competition and share with us how the forecasters see things playing out on the auction block for those lots. Yeah, I think well, we're coming up obviously uh, up against a very interesting season. Um, it's uh, it's a new year. The uh, March sales were very strong, um, 
as you said, we will have uh, about 70 lots uh, that people will forecast on uh, next week. Um, and uh, there's going to be a number of artists, I guess, it's, um, so if you sort of talk about four artists that we have been uh, looking at recently in terms of market reports, etc. One is uh, Damien Hurst that we launched a report um, just about a month ago. Um, he uh, there's a there's a work called the Void, uh, which is a very large 4.7 meter pill cabinet um, from 2000 that is coming up at Philips with an estimate of five to seven million. Um, I mean, I think this is probably one of the most significant works that uh, have uh, appeared at auction since 2008 by Damien Hurst, and uh, his market has been relatively uh, at least the auction market has been relatively flat and uh, since 2008 since the Beautiful inside my head forever sale. Um, so I think this is going to be a real test for the market. And uh, if that lot where to sell at the low end of the estimate, it probably will uh, will come in at about the eighth highest price uh, for the artist overall. Um, so we really haven't seen any sort of major works by Damien Hurst going to auction uh, since 2008. So this is going to be a real test. Uh, in terms of the forecasters, um, there's, uh, the, the majority, about 67% at the moment, there's still early days, it's still about a week to go before all forecasters needs to be um, uh, submitted. But uh, 67% believe that it will sell sort of within the four and a half to six million range. So that's in the, I would say, sort of the, the lower end uh, of the estimates, but still, uh, as I said, a, a, a result of about five million would, uh, would be, a, I guess, a significant sort of uh, a stamp of confidence for for the Damon Hurst market. Um, on the other hand, we have also uh, at Philips the same same night um, a work by Peter Doig, uh, which uh, Rosedale, uh, which is, has an estimate about 25 million. Um, I could, this could obviously be a uh, an auction record for the artist. The previous one was set in May 2015 for about 26 million dollars uh, for Swamped. Um, so I think again, there's going to be an interesting thing whether whether it was a Doig can sort of break through a, a new psychological uh, level or a ceiling in the marketplace. Um, in terms of the forecast, it's there. 60% believe it can probably will come in within the sort of uh, again the lower end of the estimate, somewhere between sort of 25 to 30 million. Um, the uh, 40% actually think it could go beyond 30 million. So there's uh, a market where there's uh, actually significant uh, upside that this, uh, or the significant sort of confidence that this actually the artwork could uh, go far beyond uh, the estimate. So that's quite interesting. Um, then we have a few other artists, and this is um, uh, two reports that we produced. Uh, only uh, well, one came out this week. It's on Mark Rochan, and the other one is on Rudolf Stingel. Um, and uh, there are two major works coming at Christie's. Uh, and I guess both artists are sort of um, in territories of, you know, it could be a, a significant uh, make or break for, for both of them. Um, the uh, Rudolf Stingel has a work called uh, Untitled After, uh, After Sam, uh, which is uh, estimated at the 10 to $15 million. Um, and uh, if that were to sell at that, that level, I mean, the previous record was set in 2015, uh, for $4.1 million for an uh, instruction painting and also with a Celotex sculpture uh, sold at uh, the same price, uh, which means that basically if it came in at $10 million, we would have a more than doubling, uh, two and a half times the uh, the, the, the previous record. So um, that could be a thing as, again, it's a very significant uh, sell for, for Stingle. Um, in terms of the experts, um, what they think, um, 88% believes that uh, it's going to sell at... Um, uh, it's sort of 
between 10 and 12 and a half million. Um, so it probably will come in at the, well, they believe it will come in at the, uh, at the lower end of the estimates. I think this is, you know, it's still um, still early days in terms of a lot of people will come in uh, just probably the last two or three days of the uh, of the forecast, and we will see whether this will change closer to the auctions. Um, and then we have Mark uh, Grochan, who uh, also has a, a very significant work, uh, an untitled from 2011, uh, estimated at 13 million to 16 million at Christie's. Um, again, if that was to uh, sell for that amount, that would be more than uh, double the current record of 6.2 million, which was set as Christie's in May 2013. Um, forecasters believe that uh, 63% think it will sell just below the mid-estimates. Um, and there's about 25% of the experts who think it's actually going to sell above the mid, so above 14.5 million. So I think uh, when it comes to uh i guess these these particular four lots there's only four as a four out of 70 lots that's being uh offered through the competition but i think for for these artists this is going to be a very significant auction uh overall um so um so yeah so that's that's i guess it's sort of the four examples uh anyone who's interested in getting access to this live uh forecast is uh is just to to play it's free and um you basically submit the quiz and directly after you will have access to the same analytics that are just been sharing with you. Perfect. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to track how those four lots especially do, uh, as well as all the other ones in the Art Forecaster game. And before we head into the sales, it'd be great if you could share some perspective with us regarding these upcoming auctions. How does this season stack up relative to past auction seasons? So we had a very, um, so first of all, uh, I guess the season we had in uh, March in London was uh, a very good positive season. I think this thing is likely to continue into to May. Um, sort of total estimates for the upcoming sales just based on the post-war and contemporary evening sales is between 688 million and 919 million. Um, how does that compare to May 2016? Uh, it's about 19% higher uh, based on comparing the, the, the estimates. And Compared to November 2016, so it's almost 31% higher. So, I think we're going into a season that's going to be it's going to be strong. It's going to be uh, most likely to be higher than the two previous ones. Um, I think part of this is backed up by guarantees. Um, we've seen a uh, an, an increase in guarantees uh, for both Philips and, and, and Christie's. Uh, Sotheby's has reduced their uh, level of guarantees slightly from uh, November 2016. Um, whilst both Philips and, and Christie's has has increased it uh, quite significantly, so I think and this is also a sign of confidence in the marketplace. I think more people, um, you know, these guarantees that people are willing to uh, guarantee at these levels uh, is a sign that confidence is returning to the market. So I think we can expect a a, a pretty solid sale um, that is likely to uh, come uh, ahead of both uh, well 12 months ago and also six months ago. Anders, thanks so much for joining us and sharing how the forecasters are feeling about some of the key artworks up for sale next week, as well as some perspective on how this auction season shapes up against past ones. And for those who haven't yet signed up to compete in the Art Forecaster May Grand Slam competition, you still have until May 15th, until the first auction. So go ahead and sign up now. You can sign up and compete against others at artforecaster.com. And those Art Tactic artist reports that Anders mentioned are available now on arttactic.com. Thanks again for joining us, Anders. We appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. This week's episode of the Art Tactic podcast was brought to you by ArtBase. 
You're tracking a blue chip art collection, so why are you using cheap art collection database software? Artbase is the leading luxury collection management software platform in the world. Totally secure, full featured, customizable, and easy to use on computers, iPads, and iPhones. Unlike most collection management systems, with Artbase, only you have access to your information on your computers. So visit artbase.com today to find out more.